0: Hello and welcome to the first episode of Kent of the Dead podcast. I am your host, Kent of the Dead, and tonight we're talking about Night of the Living Dead from 1968, the zombie film that started it all from genius writer and director George Andrew Romero. This film inspired countless remakes, reboots, tributes, and set the golden bloody standard for what a zombie movie is. I love this thing so much and especially love the Tom Savini remake of 1990, but that will be in a whole other episode. Tonight we're talking about the original, the OG zombie flick. The movie was co-written by George A. Romero and John Russo. Russo would later go on to produce Savini's 1990 remake, but again, I digress. It was originally written as a horror comedy titled Monster Flick, but Romero scrapped that for a more serious approach. The film stars Judith O'Day as Barbara and the late Dwayne Jones as Ben. What's crazy is that casting Dwayne Jones as a leading man was considered controversial, not because of any scandal or work ethic habits, but because he was simply an African-American man. Romero would add that he simply provided the best audition for the character. The word zombie is never used in the film, which is pretty crazy to me due to it being the tent pole of which future zombie films would draw source from. The term for the undead, uh, used throughout the film, was simply referred to as ghouls. The film was shot on black and white and only cost $114,000 to make, which in 1968 was, I guess, a chunk of change, but it's still considered low budget, um, especially like if you look at some of the films, or pretty much all films made today. There's no fi- The low budget today is considered $10 million and under. Um, so getting to the plot of the movie here, the movie starts off with Johnny and Barbara, uh, siblings, going to leave some flowers at their father's gravestone. And it takes off right out of the gate. Um, and they also give us one of the best lines in film history. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Stop it. You're ignorant. They're coming for you, Barbara. Stop it. You're acting like a child. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Only about six minutes into the movie, and uh, our siblings are attacked by a ghoul, leaving Barbara to run as fast as she can and find refuge in an abandoned home. Or so we think. Shortly after that is when Ben shows up. Uh, He has a truck, and uh, wouldn't you guess it, it's fresh out of gas. Remember, kids, fill up your tank during a zombie uprising. Ben tries to come up with a way to escape, but Barbara is traumatized from being chased and seeing a ghoul up close in the flesh. That's when Ben takes to uh, lighting a ghoul on fire and boarding up the house. There's a truly heartbreaking scene of Ben and Barbara sharing their first encounters with the ghouls, and you can definitely tell that they're still processing the events of what is happening. Judith O'Day specifically shines in this scene. What follows is a super eerie news report telling people to stay inside, lock up, and board up their houses. Kind of similar to something the world is going through right now. But then again, it starts with uh, eating flesh, and I guess that's where fiction and reality diverge. At least for now. Enter the couple Tom and Judy, a sweet, innocent young couple, and the Cooper family, Harry and Helen and their daughter Karen. Now, Harry is definitely not the guy you want with you in a boarded-up house, and he is defensive and overly aggressive, also a bit paranoid. Now, the Coopers want to stay in the cellar of the house, and, uh, old Harry threatens Ben. Little Karen is revealed as in need of medical supplies. Hmm, I wonder why. Tom and Judy stay with Ben and Barbara upstairs, not in the cellar. Awesome fun fact about the actors that play Harry and Helen Cooper. Uh, Carl Hardman and Marilyn Eastman, respectively, provided the makeup effects for the ghouls, utilizing um, biscottis, chocolate syrup, I guess that was a company back in the 60s that made chocolate syrup, biscottis, and ham and meatballs for some of the gore. Remember, kids, this film was in black and white, which aided with getting by with just chocolate syrup and lunch meat. They also played other bit parts in the film. But it's kind of, uh, you know, they did what they could with what they had. And uh, I think in the film, uh, they, you know, it shows, it shows. It's really well done uh, considering the limitations of the budget, you know, and uh, of the technology of the time. Uh, Later on in the film, in a news report is revealed there was a probe explosion in Earth's atmosphere causing radiation, which is why the dead are returning to life. I'm going to go off on a limb and say that was uh, an idea that was part of the original script back when it was a horror comedy uh, and they just kind of used it. I originally get the vibe that they were going with a more sci-fi aliens attacking vibe in an earlier screenplay before they got to the real, you know, the real juicy uh, zombie ghoul aspect. Uh, Ben and Tom come up with a plan uh, to gas up Ben's truck and make a run for medical supplies. As a news report states that several sites of sanctuary are available. As Ben and Tom make their run to the truck, um, they uh, they get some Molotov cocktails ready, which uh, are explosives. For those who don't aren't aware of that, that you throw. Um, ben, uh, you know, they they make the run for it, and uh, Ben lights a few of them on fire. Um, so they make it to the gas pump, and lo and behold, fire and gas. They don't really mix that well. They accidentally set the truck on fire and Tom and Judy explode in I'm assuming what would cost half the budget of the film in a huge uh, fire explosion and they're toast. They're gone. Uh, Ben tries to make it back to the house after he evades a slew of ghouls. Uh, Ben punches Harry Cooper when he gets back to the house after Harry hesitates about letting him back in. You gotta watch out for that guy. Uh, In another uh, news report, um, they finally state that the dead are officially returning back to life. And uh, we get some great shots of, like, the ghouls feeding. um, Not really on brains or anything, but just, like, on human flesh. Uh, And the news report also states that if you shoot or bludgeon the head, you can kill them. And fireworks, too. In a real douche effort, Harry gets Ben's gun... Um, and tells him and his wife to return back to the cellar, kind of forcing them. Not a really cool move. Um, And at this moment, we get the iconic hands breaking through the windows, grasping for any bit of flesh that they can get. Helen Cooper gets uh, grabbed and runs back to the cellar, and wouldn't you know it? Karen Cooper gets done feasting on her dad, and then gets the dear old mom. Um, Except, what's kind of weird is, she doesn't really eat her much like we think of zombies today she ends up stabbing her with like a lawn tool over and over repeatedly um kind of more manic and crazy than you know flesh hungry but you know crazy all the same uh meanwhile ben and barbara are having a hell of a time upstairs and are eventually overrun by ghouls uh johnny also makes a return uh from the the brother from the very beginning of the movie this time as a ghoul though he looks as though he's had a pretty rough night. Uh Ben seeks protection in the cellar and uh shoots ghoulified Harry Cooper in the head. Uh, the night passes and the cavalry uh, arrives, taking out any ghouls in the area where our protagonist is residing. Um they're just popping off shots and taking uh you know taking out one ghoul after another. Ben draws his gun as he's about to exit the house and uh he's kind of apprehensive about what's going on outside. It's daylight now, it's dawn, um, but he's still, you know, kind of not, not trusting whatever is outside. And uh, in a crazy, crazy uh, twist, uh, a member of the posse, um, he shoots Ben right between the eyes. It's a terribly genius scene and uh, ending to this horror film. Originally, Romero wanted to shoot it Differently, uh, maybe have a more upbeat, happy ending. Uh, but the again, the actor who played uh, Ben, uh, Dwayne Jones, wanted them to keep the original ending of his character making it through the night, only to be shot by quote unquote the good guys, the guys who are saving the day. Um, which really begs the question: you know, the film is called Night of the Living Dead. Um, who who? Was really the living dead, the ghouls that are outside trying to break in, or pretty much all the members of the house that um, are trying to escape. But kind of knowing that this may or may not be the last night of their lives. Um, It's a powerful scene and definitely one that gives you something to think about. I know it gave me a a handful of things to think about and uh, it was pretty powerful. overall I would consider this a perfect movie uh, you know I I would give it 10 out of 10 um, it's just a, a very well done movie and it's got scares it's got a great message it's got story uh, definitely gives you a lot of stuff to think about especially with the controversial ending um, and especially in, you know today's today's time it really gives you a lot of stuff to think about um but let me know what you guys think. Um please uh, I'm I'm on Instagram at Kent of the Dead, Twi- Twitter, uh also at Kent of the Dead. Um leave me a comment, leave me a tweet, let me know what you guys think. Um uh, thank you for listening and uh we'll see you next time. May the horror be with you.